How are we doing, Josh? Happy uh, Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Will be indeed Friday indeed. when people listen to this, but um, eh, whatever. We we do this for us. We don't do it for them. Yeah, working for the weekend. Am I right? <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing. Hey, it's it's five it's five o'clock summer. Am I right, Jordan? I mean, not it's anymore. Five o'clock. Well, actually, no. It probably is five o'clock because it's seven seven twenty one here on Friday afternoon. Yes. And Jordan, I think it's time for. I think it's. I think it's time for a rebrand. 81 episodes in? I think it's time for a rebrand. I agree about what they say about every 81 episodes. You should change change it up. Oh, yeah. Ch- yeah new logo package, new, new title. Graphics. Just, you know, SEO. Oh, well, we are moving to we are moving into the new uh, HQ office down on uh, Main Street on the corner downtown, you remember? Yeah, on the corner of Main first. So yeah, we, t- we toured it a couple months ago. That was pretty crazy. Uh, you know, moving into a much bigger space, a lot of room to grow. Um, Make sure you check out the vlog on YouTube. That way you can see what the inside of the office yeah, tour looks yeah, like. Subscribe. Um, but Jordan, I'm thinking we go with, uh, I'm thinking we're going with the letter Y. Okay, is it Sesame Street? No, I, I mean, that just seems, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hop on the wave of, business mastermind elon musk you know and you know as i sit here on twitter.com and the left up hand corner says x you know i think we just need to take some notes from from this master of business and just just probably the best strategiest man since napoleon bonaparte dare i say dare i say i don't even know where to begin with that statement sun Tzu could learn a thing or two about the art of business war from Elon Musk. No. No. This is... I don't want to... This is why. Yeah, that's the name of the the podcast I just changed it to. You're right. If done right, long relief can become half of the world's financial system. No. I don't want to start with this, Josh. I'm going to get too boiled up and angry. This is the stupidest thing that's happened in the history of the world over the last 12 days, which is roughly how long it's been since we last recorded. So uh, there's there. He he really snuck that in on us. You know, he heard he heard that we were uh, going to be going on our uh, court ordered summer retreat with all of our employees last week. And he was like, well, now is the perfect time to launch this whole X bullshit, which is just the stupidest in the for the most. Jordan, if it was so stupid, why would he be voted off the board of directors at PayPal for trying to name PayPal X.com? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they to, to his credit, they've done a pretty good job tearing down all the signs and stuff. Yeah, like the part where they didn't get a permit from the city. So uh, the sign just said er for like two days. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty sick. Well, they could. Masterful gambit, sir. <laughs> but I saw they put up an X on the top of the building now, like it's an Avengers Tower. Oh, I thought that meant like they were like uh, evicted. No. X marks the spot. No. They haven't, the fact that they haven't even said that shows that how like half assed that rebrand is. Well, it came out of nowhere that's the thing it feels so rushed and like literally no one forced them to do this they could have taken all the time they wanted to announce this had everything yeah. set up they could have secured the twitter handle at x yeah. they could have just made sure you no, had x.com not twitter.com as it says in my ur uh in the url <laughs> as i as i have the quick hits pulled up yeah if, if, folks 
this is a long relief or why i guess apparently there you now go. there you go uh first we're starting the episode with the bozo of the week this is yeah Elon, uh what's even dumber is that when i saw we'll get, we'll get to it's it like later. his seventh time winning bozo of the week oh he's he's undefeated you know he's the, the man, wilt the man, win, the man wins awards you know we, yeah. we, um by utilizing findfonts.com <laughs> Uh, the one of the dumbest things I saw this week was uh, on ESPN. It was a quote from LeBron, and it said LeBron made this quote via X in quote in parentheses, formerly known as Twitter. No, uh, stop! It's still Twitter. It still says Twitter. My app still says Twitter. It's like if it's like saying Facebook is now called Meta. It's like no, it, it is, but no, it's yeah, not. Google's called Alphabet now. No, it's not. Right? No, it's not. Tweets are X's. Spaces are X spaces. Videos are. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a family-friendly show. Uh, uh, play, play music. Play, play, play me off, Johnny. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome in to the 81st episode of the Long Relief Podcast. If this podcast was a baseball season, it would be the All-Star break. It would be halfway through the year. I think we have an all-star episode for you here now. No smash mouth. Jordan, this episode goes out to all hands 81. Tori Holt, my favorite football player growing up. Wow. You know, if you had told me, we had briefly mentioned it when we were talking before we recorded, if you had told me that you were going to be picking an NFL Hall of Fame wide receiver and that was number 81, I would have guessed Randy Moss, and then I would have guessed Terrell Owens, and then I would have guessed Tori Holt. So... <laughs> Uh, it's a wide I, receiver. I, I like to keep you on your toes here. I'm, I'm the I've always been the wild card of the podcast. It's the wide receiver episode, I guess. Although I do have to give a shout out Tony Moyaki, number 81 on the Chiefs. Uh, All time funny story, as you've probably seen, uh, Nick has a Tony Moyaki jersey because when he was in like seventh grade, his dad said you can get a jersey from anybody on the team. He decided to take the like sixth round pick tight end who was on the team for like four years he was i love that that is that is such a nick crazy story and i love that so much it it was it was awesome Uh, you know i think i've seen that jersey before and i like i've never asked him about it but every time i see it i'm like moy moy who the hell is that i was like if you're not a chief fan you probably just assume it's personalized i just figured he probably found it at like a thrift store and like mr moyaki just had it you know got See, that would be cool that box. would be cool i would wear that i would wear someone's custom jersey with just a random last name but I would, no. yeah or a nickname on it that'd be great <laughs> it's if you're a chiefs fan though it's a very much a like oh that's like the most perfect like it's like uh, naming dudes if you were with the Chiefs fan. If you get in a room with a Chiefs fan and start naming dudes, you'll get to Tony Moriarty within two minutes. I think that's actually genius because no one can walk. If he's wearing that jersey, nobody can walk up to him and be like, oh, you're only a fan because of Mahomes. You're a bandwagon. Like, no, he's got no the, one else he's got the goddamn Moriarty jersey on. This dude, this dude's been been around. I said for years that I wanted to get a Colquitt jersey, the punter. I thought about like for a while years. getting a Contavious Caldwell Pope jersey. I thought you guys would make fun of me. I don't know. I don't know if that would be cool. I don't know. More lame than anything. We'll see. Well, I'm NBA champion Contavious Caldwell Pope, so we'll that see. Two time. Two time. Repeat. Cha- re- recurring champion. <laughs> Lots to talk about today, Josh. A lot of things to talk about during our uh, our break per se, and also 
a lot of things happening in the next couple of days. The MLB trade deadline is in a few days. We've got a bunch of NBA stuff that's happened, some NFL headlines. But first, we got to start on the diamond. There's something that is currently on every baseball fan's mind. Everybody's been talking about it. Aaron Judge is back. Yes, 99, our captain of the Bronx Bombers. All hey. rise. Yeah, I'm All just rise. Out. Hey, hey, rest of this episode, we're doing it standing up. Come on now. All rise. I don't think that that knock would have even been picked up on the mic. <laughs> I tried to do a gavel. Uh, Judge is back, which is obviously big news. Um, he was, they said it was a toe injury, and they were like, it's a mysterious toe injury. We don't know how serious it is, which was very perplexing, but he's back. Uh, that's not the big news, obviously, though. The big news is that the trade deadline is this week. It is upon us. A lot of names that are probably going to be moved. Some big names, some small names. Uh, the biggest the biggest name of all, though, who is apparently not on the block, but maybe secretly still is, Shohei Otani. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of Northern Orange County of California have announced that they are not going to trade Shohei and pretty much proved it by trading for Lucas Giolito. Uh What are your thoughts, Josh, on the Angels? I don't know. This is not what I would have done, but I, I, you kind of have to respect it, right? Is, is Shohei due for a contract at the end of this year? Yes. They're not going to pay him the billion dollars he's going to get uh, in this offseason. You're not going to win anything right now. You're not doing it. You haven't done anything with, you know, the best, probably baseball player, three run stretch. Ever. The best two, the best two players the last decade. Yeah. You've had the, you had the top two players the past decade. And you've also had the greatest baseball player, three, three the best a baseball player can play in a three year stretch ever. Debatably, not even debatably already just done and said. You, you've done nothing with it. Trade him, free him. I you can get you can get an entire team's entire farm system to get Shohei Otani and probably two superstars. <laughs> but that's the thing, though, is that three apparently they haven't gotten or they didn't get or whatever uh, enough good enough offers because it's only potentially one year rental. I mean, is Tampa Bay going to send over a bunch of stuff if he's just going to walk? I would. If it means I, if it means winning a World Series, I would. But it's not a guarantee. I, nothing is never a guarantee. Having Shohei Otani on your team is probably about as close as you can get. Tell that to the Angels. That's they're an anomaly. I don't necessarily think the Angels are out of it. I, you know, I, I I'm fine. I'll take the opposite position. I I kind of respect it that this is pretty much the closest they've been. And so I guess they made the playoffs that one year, but if you, if you think you can get back to that, at least getting into the, to the playoffs, that's going to be as close as they've been. If you have Otani, if you have Trout, if you have all these other guys that they're apparently trading for Giolito, I mean, they might not be done, but regardless, if you think that you can get in the playoffs and if Otani is hot enough, Trout's hot enough, I, I don't hate necessarily the idea of saying, Hey, let's go one more shot at it rather than beginning like another nine year blow up. I don't that's, know. I just, I just said, don't, I don't think they deserve a chance at it again because they've had a chance since 2018. And they've done nothing with it. That being said, they, sh- they should have just traded him last year. Yes. At the deadline or at during the off season. Yeah. They waited too long and then 
were standing on top of the Padres. The Padres are dumb enough to give them something. No. See, that's the thing is that you'd think that if they had even competitive offers, they wouldn't have already shut closed up shop. But they closed up shop. And they traded for Jay Lito and Shohei Homered tonight. So of course he did. The Angels win. Uh, it's probably still going on. I don't know. I said show hey, Homer tonight. Even if you're listening to this like tomorrow or the next day, it still might be true. Yeah, just play that on loop every day. It's probably going to be end up being true. I don't know. I don't. I don't hate it. I don't like it. Again, I would have probably traded him before now. But all I know is that I saw that Shohei pitched a complete game one hitter, and I still had to go double check that the Angels won. And he hit two home runs in the nightcap. It was a double header. He did he did? I personally, and that the thing too is like if you're like the Giants or the Dodgers or I guess the Yankees, if you think that they can make a playoff, I don't. For, for you, it makes sense maybe to trade for him because yeah, you get that playoff push, and then you also like let's say you trade for the Yankees when he gets there, he's like ah, I don't know, and then like let's say they make it to the ALCS or something like maybe in that case you get him to stay that you wouldn't have had that chance necessarily before. But if you're Tampa Bay, who I've seen connected to him a lot, I'm not making that trade. I'm not giving up my good young players for potentially a half year of Shohei. Hey, I mean, the Rams kind of proved it a couple years ago. It doesn't matter if you win. Yeah, just win, baby. Is that what you're saying? Just win, baby. Uh. Speaking of somebody who is a team who is not just winning, the Chicago Cubs have a couple interesting decisions to make. They're going to be – let's play a little game here, Josh, on the segment of Pardon the Interruption called Buy or Sell. Should the Cubs buy or sell, or will they, I guess, rather, Cody Bellinger? They should sell Cody Bellinger. I guess there's not really a buy option. It's a keep or sell. <laughs> the the Cubs are always an incredibly then, interesting franchise because they since they play in a division of small market team, mid market teams, they think they have to act like a mid market team. There's no excuse why they should not win the Central every single year with the type of firepower that they can have in the market of their size in baseball. Probably. But they just kind of skated by being like, "Well, the fans waited 106 years for one World Series. I'll wait another 106." Exactly. It's like, well, you may as well just say, I mean, they, they, I, they, the, the problem with Chicago is that the fans show up no matter what. So they make money no matter what. That's the, that's the biggest problem with them. <laughs> or the, the mortgage has been paid off on the stadium for a while. They probably don't pay their staff very well. They're going to, they're going to make money. They do not care about the product on the field. 90% of the time. Yeah. Uh, Stroman is the other one that they might trade. I think they should sell strong. I would trade both, I guess, because they suck. But realistically, they shouldn't suck. Yeah. I guess what we're taking on. It's cool to see Cody Bellinger get good again. Yeah. it's. I mean, he's there. I mean, it's unrealistic to expect him to get back to the level of his MVP season right. just because that's absurd. But, you know, he's definitely had a great bounce back year. Uh, change of scenery has helped him out. Now I could see the Dodgers trading for him again, but we'll see. <laughs> that would be interesting. I don't know if they need an outfielder, but that would be interesting to see because – if you don't know, Bellinger was a VP in what, 2019? Something like that. Uh, I don't remember if it was the code year or if it was the year after where he just he went from being like MVP, all star level to just not even playing for the Dodgers. Kind of like a, a Christian Yelich situation. Sort of. But we're like just like you were so young and so goddamn good. And now you're just kind of like fine. Right. And then he left. Did, 
Was he in the Dodgers last year for some reason? I yeah, this is his first year on the Cubs. He signed a one-year deal with the Cubs this year. Yeah, which was a good move. Obviously, he's turned it around, and it'd be cool to see. I saw the Yankees were connected to him. That'd be cool. It's hey, it's that time. It's that time of year again where, you know, mid-market teams or teams that think they're mid-market teams get to sell all that talent to to the big boys because they're the only ones that get a shot at winning. Unless you're the Mets, then you're selling too. If you've ever played MLB the show, you know that you have to. And if you're a bad team rebuilding, you have to sign a bunch of veterans and then trade the prospects, mm-hmm. which is what one of the a, a beautiful masterclass of this. The Washington National signed Jimer Handyman Candelario, and he went from being like a borderline scrub on the Tigers to being a was he an all-star or am I crazy? I don't know. He was, he's, I think he was an all-star at least once. I meant, I meant this year for some reason. In my back oh, this year? I, oh, I don't know. I don't know who else Washington would send, though. There were, there were a couple all-stars this year, like uh, Brent Rooker, former Royal, who they DFA and was an all-star. We're like, I saw them, and I'm like, that can't be real. But Candelario has never been an all-star. Well, he's he's having a good year, and they're going to trade him off for a couple of good prospects, which is what the Royals did with Chapman. I mean, they did that two weeks ago. Yep. Uh, and he's been kind of filthy for the Rangers so far. Hey, if we're only talking about the box scores, the, the baseball, yeah, he's unbelievable. My problem is he's a bad person. Yes. Speaking of the Royals, so the Royals going into this year, or like I guess in the last within like a month when we do the season was over, it's there's sort of been three questions of when was Chapman gonna get traded? When was Bar Scott Barlow, another star closer? I mean, we had him and Chapman, which like Wade Davis and Holland, except our team was shit, so no one noticed. <laughs> Barlow, who, again, we should have probably traded like two years ago because what good is having a good closer if you suck? <laughs> and But now we're going to hopefully trade him for something. Uh, and then the debate over whether to trade Salvi, which I don't think I would. I don't think I don't think they do either. That'd be, that'd be insane if they did. I don't think it would be that. I think it would be like one of those things where it's like uh, – we suck it would be best for us and also he's old so maybe he it would be best for him like they would only do it if they had his but he might have a no trade clause i don't know but he, he probably does just effectively because i don't think they would just trade him and i don't think they blindside him and trade him to seattle you know but i wouldn't trade him i don't because he has three years left like 60 million or something he's a, yeah he's a free agent in 2026 and he signed a 82 million dollar deal the 2026 is a team option though as a reminder it's good because you'd get off of that money. You wouldn't have to pay him. But at the same time, like, you're not going to get very much back for him. He was the World Series MVP. I don't, yeah. that. I don't remember that. He, yeah. And he's really the only player. He is the only player still from that team. But he was, was going to ask one. that. Like, yeah, is that like. Uh, never left pretty much. Him and yeah. like Danny Duffy, although he technically left. Yeah. Anyway, um, a couple other names here. Shane Bieber, former Cy Young winner. Uh, potentially could be on the move for Cleveland. I don't think it'll happen though. And no, then, and then St. Louis, Josh, who won the triple crown? Wow, we've got a bevy of names here. Tell me what it, what you think could possibly happen. Tyler yeah. O'Neill. I think they're committing to Tyler O'Neill. I think they've kind of said that without saying it that they're sticking with him. Um, his injury history has kind of tanked any trade value he has. At the time being, like if he had, if we Still had been the, coming uh, off of his 30 home run season, where that September he just went absolutely nuclear, 
then yeah, he'd be the one traded right now. But I think that that injury, the recent injury bug has kind of tanked his value and that's why the Cardinals are going to keep him. Is he still the Prince of Sex? Oh, he's absolutely the Prince of Sex, dude. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Uh-huh, good. Just, just making sure. He's, he's, he's walking around with a three-tier wedding cake too, dude. He, he's, he's sticking around. Fellas. Uh, Jordan Montgomery. I would keep him. He's on a pretty good deal. Um, if I remember, if I remember here, I guess they did only get him for one year. I thought, oh, I'm thinking of Michaelis. Michaelis they got for a multi-year. So yeah, Jordan Montgomery. If they don't think he's going to resign, same with Jordan Hicks that we're getting here too soon. If you can't resign him, absolutely trade him. But the same problem: starting pitching. And the bullpen have been the absolute woes of the Cardinal season so far. I believe their record, if if they hadn't blown literally 50% of the save opportunities they've had this year, they'd be in a great spot. So the bullpen is an issue, but the bullpen's also overworked because the starting pitching has been bad outside of Miles Michaelis and Jordan Montgomery and very recently Jack Flaherty, which we'll get to also later. So if the goal of, as Mo has said, is to field a competitive team in 2024, I believe that you keep those guys, but if you can't re-sign them to deals, then yes, you have to trade them because I just don't see how you can say you can be competitive in 2024 if you trade away your pitching when your pitching has been the problem. Yeah. I mean, that all makes sense. I would probably also, it's weird to me for them to be potentially like floating these guys out there. Cause from, and from my perspective, the Cardinals aren't bad. I mean, they're not good, but like I wouldn't blow it up and I don't, I guess maybe if they're confident, they can't resign them. But we said we'd move on to Flaherty. Before we do, you said Miles Michaelis, dirty. Oh, no, he's, he's he's still he's staying. You can't trade him. He's a dirty player. He's suspended. You can't trade for a prison convict, Rob. Man, you can't <laughs> trade for a dirty guy, a dirty player who doesn't respect the sanctity of the game like that. G- give Miles Michaelis in a room with Rob Manfred, and I can tell you who's walking out of that room. <laughs> Explain what happened. Ian Happ took a very large backswing and that caused Wilson Contreras to be struck in the head. Do I think it was intentional? No, but Contreras had to leave the game because he was bleeding. Miles Michaelist is a certified insane person. He's the lizard king for a reason. He's the lizard king because he bit, bit the head off a live lizard when he was playing baseball in Korea. So naturally, how baseball goes, he hit Ian Happ in the same at-bat. He hit him right on the ass cheek on, on the second pitch, attempting to hit him. So oh, say what you want about it that. To be like an eighty, it looked to be not a heater. Exactly, and he hit him in the ass cheek. He's not trying to hurt him. He's just doing the got to stick it for my guy here. Whatever, you know. Even Ian Happ just kind of took it and walked down to base. Wasn't like, a, oh, are you kidding me? Like, oh, come on, man. He just walked down to the bases, and all of a sudden, here comes the ump show. They got a they got a gang around. No warnings were issued. And just Miles Michaelis tossed out of the game. And now Manfred and his infinite four-year extended wisdom has decided to suspend him for five games over absolutely nothing. Pathetic-ass soft league. Yeah, I don't know. I, I saw, I mean, when I saw the hit by pitches, I, I thought it was the most It may as well have been a, a euphus. It, it was the most benign, like, yeah, the ump should have probably come out and I'm like, hey, all right, all right. And then turned around like that should have been all like that's yeah. all that should happen. But instead, a five game suspension. I mean, that's which ridiculous. Is one, which is one game for a pitcher. Yeah, I've seen wife beaters get fewer uh, discipline though. Yeah, as in none. Yeah, he he should have he should have tried saying uh, that he's Michaelis from the Cardinals. 
Yeah, that's true. I um, like and they handed him his ID. <laughs> yeah, we're overdue for a good brawl, like a good, uh, really a good mountain storming more than anything. We we've had, we've had yeah. brawls. We've had benches clear, guys getting guys' faces. We haven't. Once I don't, Jordano Ventura and Manny Machado. The last time, like a guy stormed the mound, and, like legitimately tried to fight the pitcher. It has to be close because you know, even after that, you have the, you know, asshole. Uh, when was Rado the guy for- ending JD Drew's career? When was uh Puig like pushed up against the uh netting? Puig was such a wannabe tough guy. I don't even count anything that he did. Amir I'm Garrett so fought the entire league. Amir Garrett fought the entire Pirates roster. He did. Himself. That was awesome. But he sucks. But that was yeah. awesome. <laughs> He's cool. I mean, he was he, the Royals DFA'd him the other day and then outright waved. He, he was fine. Those are not the kind of guys you should just be cutting. Instead, they're keeping all these shitty guys that are anyway. Um, so yeah, Miles Michaelis probably will be suspended and kicked out of the league once the tapes are reviewed further. Uh, other Cardinals, though, Jack Flaherty, Josh, will he be a Cardinal by the next time we record? I think he's gonna get traded just on the fact that I don't think him and Mo get along, um, and he won't resign with the Cardinals. It's kind of been my position for the past couple of years of his as his arbitration ends. Um, I think he's been pretty vocal about his dislike for the front office. Yeah. Um, so I, I I think he's just going to be gone. Um, he's got a great bounce back. I don't think he's at 2019 Jack Flaherty levels yet, but I don't think, you know, I, I given what has happened, I don't know if that's possible, but he's been very good if he gets past the first three innings uh, this year. So I, I definitely think uh, like a team like the Rays, or some could use them to bolster the back end of their the middle to back end of their of their lineup I rotation. Agree. I agree. Another uh, lineup. He's hit a home run. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and the last one here. This one's probably more of a you know, given more than anything. Nolan Arenado. Don't is even a say Dodger. it. L.A. media is absolutely psychotic. That is that, that is the same thing that Arenado has done the past couple of years, where he's kind of been like. Ooh, maybe I'll request a trade when Bush just to say field a fucking team. I'm sick of wasting my career. Like him saying he would waive his no trade clause for the Dodgers makes sense. He's from California, whatever. Um, and the Dodgers are actually competitive, unlike the Angels of the Padres. They're like the Dodgers actually try. So I don't I, I think that's a whole lot of nothing. Um he opted into the full contract. I think that's just him trying to put the pressure on the front office to be like, I am sick of wasting my time out there. Yeah, Field agree. a competent pitching staff and rotation so that way we can try to take a shot. Goldschmidt, on the other hand, I think there's a real possibility he might get traded. Really? I think I think it's a much higher possibility than Nolan Arenado. That would be shocking to me. I don't see it happening, but I think it's a higher possibility. I would be very surprised. Is he is his contract expiring? I think he has two. Ooh. I would be I would be very surprised then. Um he signed through 2024. So I th- I think I mean with the DH it's really hard to say how much value a guy uh at 35 like him has um especially in the NL, you know. I I so we'll see. We'll see indeed. Um one last team here, the New York Mets, apparently will be looking to potentially Tommy Pham and Mark Canha. But will they, Josh, do you think, trade either or both or neither of Justin Verlander Max Scherzer? They might trade one of them. Uh, I think Cohen might be going getting a little uh, cash-strapped 
right now. He's poor. So he's either I, I wouldn't sell be shocked. Off oil if, futures, or yeah, if they seriously are considering selling at the deadline, or like you know, pretty much are. I mean, they should they should sell off guys like Tommy Fan. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong there, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I could Tommy see- Fam knows a thing or two about making last minute transactions. He does. Tommy Fam would understand a thing or two about a trade going. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. what do you think though, Verlander? Because they both are. I think I think Scherzer has a chance to opt out after this year, and Verlander as one more. Year. But either way, they're both due just insane amount of money. So yeah, if I uh, you know if I'm if I'm Verlander, I'm requ- I'm requesting that I be traded if they, it they, is coming out of those two. They just both have like, a full no he's like, clause. I'm old as hell. Let give me one more shot, you know. Yeah, they both have a full no trade clause too. So yeah, it's not like not like they can sell them to the Marlins. Like I think I think Verlander's kind of at his Aaron Rodgers stage where he's like, Hey, I've had a pretty good resurgence. I won the Cy Young. He's already in there. But I want to go to a team that you know I think has a as a shot. Justin Verlander on Tampa. Ooh, I'd like it. That would be very cool. I'd like it. I'm I think by the way, here's another hit. You know what? We got the NBA thing coming up here in a second that we teased out. Teaser for next week's episode. I will declare my allegiance for this year's World Series. I'll give my pick. Okay. Because it's not going to be the Royals. It's not the Royals? I think I think I've finally decided to cross the Royals off my list. Uh, so I'm gonna. It could be Tampa Bay. I might just rock with like Atlanta or something. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but without further ado, as I just alluded to, it's time for the second half of my top 50 NBA players list. Josh, as you'll recall, last week, a couple, uh, two weeks ago, a couple uh, here. We had Raymond at 44. You guffawed at a little bit. Um, Kawhi Leonard at 29 got me in some hot water. Zion at 26, you said was too high, way too high. So I guess we'll dive in from there at Zion at 26, and then at 25 and 24, we got a couple teammates here: De'Aaron Fox and Domantas Sabonis. I don't hate that. Sabonis might be a little too high, but I don't. I don't think it's egregiously high. I don't think he don't don't mistake this for me saying that he's like really good and like he's like a top ten player. Sabonis might be the most like slept on player in the league. Like, he's well, like, his injury history kind of plagued him for a little bit. True. I mean, he's he's very very good, and no one really talks about it unless they're saying he's Sabonis is this era's Mike Conley, where the only time he ever gets brought up is like moments like right now, or people like me are saying how underrated he is. Like, no one ever actually is like, dude, Sabonis is a monster. Everyone's like, Sabonis is actually not that bad. That's <laughs> that's what everybody always says about him. Sabonis is kind of nice with him. Oh, my God. Right. And then uh, De'Aaron Fox, uh, he's he's taken a big jump uh, over the last like year or two because he was kind of in that ballpark of, like, will he be good? Like, Eric Bledsoe kind of like, he's good, but, like, is he like a, is he going to be a star? He looks like he's a star now. So yeah. that's cool. 23. This is probably one we'll have to discuss for a minute. I think Trey Young. Ice no, I kind of like that spot. He hasn't really done anything. And we've got know, some personal kinda... history with him. What? We've got some personal history with him. We do. I mean, I, I got group one, Uno, uh, the game he got 30 pieced at uh, Allen, Allen Fieldhouse. I was sitting courtside for work. You were. 
you took a photo of a sign of a group and of uh, someone had my group because he's nice. a young sphere of birds. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot that he's afraid of birds. <laughs> they got to get him some help. I mean, he's on the Hawks. That's why, that's why he's. Well, they went to the Eastern conference finals that one year as a fluke. I know, but they they've shown that they can be that Trey can be good. John Collins is gone now. They and I've I've heard this. I've heard them link to a guy that I'm about to mention in a minute, so I won't say his name yet uh, for suspense. But they've traded off John Collins. They've freed up a bunch of space to where now people are like they have the chance to trade for a star. Maybe like next year they're going to try to sign somebody. So I think they're doing. They're moving in the right direction because. I think they could have very easily went out and tried to chase that kind of Eastern Conference high, but taking it slow around Trey, I think he's a good building block. Uh, number twenty-two, James Harden. Sure, let's talk. let's talk about it. I mean, you know, he's he's older. He's not washed, but he's older. I'm, I'm turning my chair around backwards and sitting down in, a, in front of the kids. Let's wrap. Is James Harden the ninth best player in the league, or is he the fortieth best player in the league? I couldn't decide. I think you have him in a good spot because on some on nights when he wants to be, he's top ten. Yeah, but you know, at the point when he doesn't want to be often is the problem. Exactly. Um, I, I I mean, you know, it's just his game is his game is changing, and he's still adapting to just getting older and um a little slower. It's not. Hey, James, it's okay. It happens to all of us, man. Hey, it's okay. Who among us has not been caught caught themselves at an unflattering angle in like a tight t-shirt where you're like, oh God, do I look like that? There's hey, many a time, Jordan. Right. Many a time. Who among us? <laughs> uh, it's it's interesting because he wants to go to the Clippers, really. He's still in limbo. Like he's on the Sixers, but he's not. Do you think he's just gonna play for the Sixers next year? I don't know. He's such a confusing individual. <laughs> he says he wants to go to the Clippers, which in his defense, if the Clippers traded off scraps for him and had quiet PG and well, excuse me, if they had PG and Harden. Okay. With, now with occasionally some Kawhi minutes with reoccurring guest, right? <laughs> with celebrity guest Kawhi. It's like the, uh, for the lineup announcements, instead of, you know, announcing Kawhi Leonard, it should also say, with special guest Kawhi Leonard, or be like a theater understudy. Yeah, tonight playing the role of Kawhi Leonard will be Terrence Mann. Ah, <laughs> every game, every time, every time I come. <laughs> uh, um, number twenty-one. Now I just alluded to him, the name that has been swirling around in trade talks, potentially to Atlanta, potentially to LA. If Harden doesn't wind up there, Pascal Siakam. Don't say, it. Don't say that to me. That's disgusting. Pascal Siakam. That's disgusting. He has said that he doesn't want to be traded. Exactly. And that also, the Raptors do not leak anything. Even Woj does not have an end with the Raptors, as we've proven every single draft, by him not making an announcement until like 20 seconds before the pick <laughs> is announced when whoever uh, fills out the slip of paper tells Woj. Yeah. It's all Atlanta Hawks trying to drum it up to make it look like it's something that it's not. It's, it's, it's nothing. It's a nothing burger. You think him going to Atlanta is a nothing burger or just absolutely Atlanta is a nothing burger, but I think just overall, especially with his public comments of no, I'm not going to resign with anyone uh, shows that he's not going to get traded for, for a trade that the Raptors would accept. Which as we've said before, or when I say, as we said before, I was thinking of, 
four plus years ago when Kawhi was there. So well before this podcast even was a concept. There, I we were, I remember saying if you can convince Kawhi to stay, you have to because if you can convince any star player to want to be in Toronto, you can never let them leave. No. So if Siakam, I mean, it's the same as uh, any small market, really, but it's just the added of impact of being in Canada. It's like if you can convince these this 28-year-old NBA player, millionaire guy to stay in Canada as opposed to Miami or Atlanta or anywhere else, keep him. And so I, I don't know why they would trade him unless, I mean, if you get blown away like DeAndre Hunter, A.J. Griffin, Hicks, no? No. You think Siakam should stay with the dick? He should stay for the dick. Is that what you're saying? I'm not. I'm not going to say anything to that. He has, he has to stay to experience dick in Canada in Toronto. He was trained to be a priest before being an NBA player. I'm not going to say anything. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, you know, someone who's trained who's trained to be a priest and a shaman and a scientist and many other things in their life. Kyrie Irving is the 20th best <laughs> basketball player on. He's not trained to be anything. He believes he's he is all those things. Well, if you ask him, he's been tra- true. Okay, Kyrie Irving at 20. Thoughts. Because the talent's there, you can't deny. If he it. wasn't so lame, yeah. <laughs> but that, I mean, that is part of it. Because realistically, he might be a little higher in terms of pure talent, but it is it's part of it. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, he's on Dallas. Do we think Dallas has any sort of chance next year? <laughs> no. I don't know. You never know. What if Luca goes insane? Oh, as we say before every season now. Are are you the two K simulator? You just are in love with Luka Doncic. I'm just no. I'm just one of those like every Twitter. year you get you can simulate a hundred seasons in the newest 2K and franchise mode. Every goddamn year, Luca wins MVP, averaging a triple double. Yeah, 39 points a game. Him or Trey Young, <laughs> and then and then he signs with Utah the next year in free agency. Yep. <laughs> LeBron signs with Phoenix for some reason, comes off the bench. <laughs> it all falls apart very fast. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's a wild time, whoever codes that. They, they they like to turn it up to 10. Yeah. Number 19, we have Bam Edris Adebayo. That's too high. At, in, too high or too low? Too high. At this point, I didn't think he was making your list. <laughs> back-to-back finals appearances? Ooh. Not, back, not back-to-back. Two. I was going to say, that's not true. <laughs> two finals appearances in like four years, three years. But is that is that because of Bam Adebayo? I think or? he's... Or at some games, despite Bam Adebayo. No. I think he is a very rock-solid number two or number three. See, here's every single year, Bam Adebayo falls in that category of like, yo, he's going to win most improved this year. He's going to prove people wrong. In November, that might be true. Or October, whatever. That might be true. But by the time we get to the playoffs, it's not. He's not the 19th best player in the NBA. You're wrong because he is. I'm looking at the list again. I can double check it if you'd like, like from Santa Claus. 19th. And then that 18, who we will discuss plenty more later. So we don't need to spend a ton of time on him. Jalen Brown. Similar to Bam in the way that I don't think he could be the number one on a team, but I think he's a very good number two. I definitely don't think that Jalen Brown can be the 300 millionth person on a team either. No, um, we, will, we will dive into that more. Good Lord. In a moment. Um, number 17. This may be low. Anthony Davis. Uh, if every on, on even numbered games. Yes, that's true. 
on odd number games, I don't think he makes the list. But he's but when he's when he's on, that's what I'm saying. When you're what when it's a and it's rare, it's never it, he was fine in the playoffs this year. I mean, they had a good run. Don't get me wrong, but like it's normally like early January. It's a Tuesday, Wednesday, like a TNT Lakers, Lakers, Heat, like a good game. And he will have 31 points, 16 rebounds. He'll miss one shot all night. He will make some incredible plays. He'll play great defense. And you'll be like, this is the best player to ever wear a Lakers uniform. But then he'll follow up me with like an eight. Oh, he's out for two months with a hip injury. Yeah. Eight, and then comes back and scores. Back spasms. Back spasms. Which you've got to feel bad for him at some point. At some point, yeah, but also like, oh my god, that doesn't mean I can't be frustrated by it. Give it let's go. Let's let's rapid fire here. Give me the give me the next like three. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I mean, here's a good tier of guys to discuss. I guess Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell, John Morant. I I think that's fair. I think that's fair for all of them to take into account their potential and what they've done. Jaw at fourteen, Donovan at fifteen, Jamal at sixteen. I thought about putting Jamal higher, but I was careful not to put him too high. Out of recency bias, I agree. And then here at thir- – I'll give you my – so at 11, 12, 13, so starting uh-huh. with 11. Uh-huh. I have Shea Gilgis Alexander, Paul okay. George, Damian Lillard. I maybe would put Damian Lillard just because of his age. That's that's fair. I, don't know. I was kind of expecting Paul George to be the one that I got some flack on there. He's just – no matter where you put him, he's overrated. True. Probably. Shay Gilgis. And then here's the top, uh, top 10. ten in the podcasting game, though. Yeah. All right. We're at the top 10 now, Jordan. 10 through six, starting at 10. I don't, I, I, I'm really upset that I did that. I read those last ones 11, 12, 13, because that totally <laughs> destroyed the whole momentum of reading them in order that threw everybody off, probably. But starting at 10, Devin Booker. <sighs> I hate it, but sure. Number nine, Jimmy Butler. Uh huh. Above this line is what I would – I'm going to call this the Jimmy Butler line of superstars. Booker is maybe a superstar. The Jimmy Butler line of superstars. He is the lowest-ranked superstar. Everybody above this is a superstar. I think this is the biggest – there's a drop-off there to where this is now the tier of, like, 1A guys. Okay. Jimmy's at 9. AD at 8. Tatum at 7. Luka at 6. Thoughts? Yeah, I guess you have to put him there because yeah, Tatum is a top ten player. In the Tatum NBA. had a top five season last year. He did, but Jimmy Butler is dating Shakira. I, you know, I think this list was initially made before that news came out. So I had to maintain the integrity. But Tatum's only nineteen. Also true. So also true. So we're at, we're at five now. Top five, we've got at number five, folks, it's LeBron James. You know, I was wondering if that's where you're going to slide him at. I, th- I thought that was appropriate. I mean, he's he's 40. I think he so. is still – I think he's above those guys we mentioned before, but I think I, I couldn't put him higher than this. I was wondering if you were going to – I'm going to guess your four is Steph Curry. Four is Steph Curry. I was gonna, I was wondering if you were going to flip-flop those two just because Steph has no ankles anymore right. and LeBron is 40. <laughs> so – I don't know why I suddenly have a coughing fit. Did you not do your vocal warm-ups before the episode, Jordan? No, hold on. Mama made me mesh my M&M's. What is yours? You didn't have to do that in grade school? 
Mine was just do re mi fa so la si do. Oh well, yeah. I mean, like you got you got to mix it up a little bit too. Mama made me mash my M and M's. No. Wow. Never heard that in my life. You're crazy. You're crazy, dude. I like it. Um, So I I think if I was doing tiers, it would have been yeah. LeBron and Steph would have kind of been in their own tier at four or five. I'm just old but good. (laughs) Old, but they're still the still they. It's. They haven't given up the crown yet, but at the same time, it's like don't test me. But like I'm not, I'm not going to show it to you at at every night. But like, no. don't don't try me. Mm-hmm. I, I will drop forty on you at any given moment. And then the top three here, the third best player in the NBA, Joel Embiid. Oh, yes. The second best player, Giannis. The best is Jokic. I'll agree to those terms because those guys can flip flop any given night. I think Jokic is cemented as number one until further notice. Giannis and Embiid, I agree. I, it was it's a flip flopping debate, and I don't know. I'll just take Giannis for now, just because he's done it before in the playoffs. Sure, um, but that's that's the list. So that's the you know again, we'll just run through all of them from fifty to nope. one. Nope, <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Starting at number one, Scotty Barnes. <laughs> uh, that's the list, though, Josh. Uh, I'm sure you've got some quick hits and stuff, but we might as well talk about this first just because we mentioned it. Jalen Brown. $300 million for a guy who can't dribble with his left hand. Yeah. But for a Boston Dynamics robot. Are you insane? It's it's $70 million the last year of that contract for Jalen Brown. Yeah, here, here are the terms of the contract. So he's got one more year. He's got a, he's playing for 28.5 million next year, which is low. And you're like, oh yeah, they'll give him a big payday, right? The following season, his first year will be 52.4 million. And then 56.6, 60.7, 64.9, and then 2028 to 2029. So right now, folks, right now, I don't know if you've been watching the news, the Republican national primary happening. You want to talk about that, Josh? What are your thoughts on? No, I'm good. Scott, Nikki Haley. Uh, Let me do my Mitch McConnell impersonation. so this election's happening by the time not this one the next presidential election is happening it won't be biden regardless of what happens it might not biden might lose this time might be a republican so far down the road the celtics were like yeah we'll commit 70 million dollars to jalen brown that year my god 69.1 million and the number of course will probably end up being a smidge above that just because it's based on a percentage of the cap uh, well, Jordan, by the time we get to that, 70 million won't actually be that much for a player <laughs> like that. I mean, it'll actually be pretty fair. I know that you're trolling, but that is the most insane thing that I, people have said that. I've, I've read that so many times. Be like, no, it's not. You're the problem is hey, a basketball player, 70 million dollars a year. A problem with sports fans a lot, and it's really when guys are like defending their own teams and stuff, is they. And I'm guilty of this too. My, don't get me wrong. They apply logic from like other parts of sports and stuff to like justify it. Where it's like, if 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 they signed, you know, like a role player to like 17 million a year or something, and you're like, holy shit, Aaron Gordon got 22 million a year, and they're like, actually, you know, in three or four years, 22 million won't be back crazy. That that logic makes sense sometimes. $70 million is $70 million. Yeah. People were saying this with Justin Herbert, who got his big contract. I guess that's another segment. Uh, he's getting paid like $250 million over five years, which he deserves. Don't get me wrong. But like 
people were like, oh yeah, this is just the market now for QBs. That's not that much. That's a lot. That's a lot. If, if Joe Burrow isn't making Jalen Brown money, we got a problem. Yeah. God. Uh, um, I don't know. I, but at the same time, you couldn't just not sign him. You couldn't just let him walk. No one else is giving him that contract. So I think you could have done a little bit better. I, the best case scenario, much like we were saying with Otani, I would have traded him a year ago for yeah. Damian Lillard. But here's the I thing, too. No matter what happened, this is if another, if like, let's say, I don't know, Utah or whoever had gone and come out and given Jalen Brown $300 million. Every other person would be like, oh, well, the Celtics were never going to give him that. So, yeah, you can't blame either party there. You could have, there were, there were other avenues than giving Jalen Brown $70 million. I would, I would, yeah, I, I would have traded him. I don't know. It doesn't, the only re- reason it makes sense is because they're the Celtics and because they think, well, we're close enough to winning a title. We're going to keep the score together. We think we can compete, which, Jordan, you know what the definition of insanity is? <laughs> That's he, how close the Celtics are to winning a title. You lock up Tatum, which I don't think he's going anywhere. He's been locked up already. I think he's only got like one. He's got he got his he got one deal, but I think he's got another one coming up. Either way, you lock these two up, and then you hope that through your expert scouting and through smart moves, you can fill in the gaps with like lower end, like lower paid guys. But I wouldn't take a money ball approach to the NBA. No player empowerment, like free agent. Just, just, I don't know. He's a free agent uh, in twenty twenty six. Yeah, what, here's the next here's the next three years of Jason Tatum's contract: thirty two million, thirty four million, thirty seven million, which is a player option. So mm. he'll probably opt out of that actually to try to get be like, hey, Jalen Brown's making seventy million dollars. I think I should be making seventy million dollars, considering I'm two times better than him. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a, it's strange times we're living in, brother. Bruce Brown is getting paid. You want to talk about inflation? Look at Jalen Brown's contract. Yeah. Huh. All right. Jalen Brown, more like Jalen Green. Hey, whoa, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, let me check. I think that's already been done before, Jordan. <laughs> Moving on. I think it's time for some quick hits. Yeah, let's start with the oldest one here. It was shortly after we recorded, so, okay. you know, apologies. This is a 10-day-old quick hit. I know. You can write, you can write to our P.O. box. It's okay. But 10 days ago, 15 years ago. Okay. <laughs> 15 years ago, 10 days ago. <laughs> 15 years ago, The Dark Knight released in theaters, Jordan. What are your thoughts on that? Dark Knight has its learner's permit now. Did we not talk about this last week? We talked about Batman Begins a couple oh, weeks shit. ago. Oh, shit. Are they talking about all these movies? Bat- is this just Batman week? <laughs> which, by the way... That was like two weeks ago. Which, by the way, apparently it's Shark Week now. Dude, I, I was under the impression it's just always Shark Week. You know... Every time I go home, my mom's flipping the TV channels. There's sharks. Is your mom really that into Shark Week? She, I don't know. She flips the cable channels a lot, and there'll be a shark. She'll watch it for a second. <laughs> a shark, Josh. I mean, sometimes I'll just be sitting there not even paying attention, and I'll hear, dun, 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 
Mom, don't move out. She reaches for the cable remote. Mom, no. Watch out. Mark Cuban's behind you. Boo, tomato, tomato. (laughs) Uh, Moving on. Jordan, the Phoenix Suns are working towards launching a new G League team for the 2024-2025 season, meaning all 30 NBA organizations will now have G League affiliates. How did it take this long? Yeah, I don't know. If you're an NBA franchise, why do you not see the uh, strategy of having a G League franchise? I mean, like, they had G League. They had, like, players affiliated with the Suns from the G League or whatever they were playing on other teams. Yeah, but, like, why would you do that? But, yeah, I don't know why you don't have your own G League team. And this is insane because I remember having this conversation with my friend Matt and like when I was writing for the college newspaper, like what, seven, six years ago. Oh, don't say that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> I graduated I, four years ago, Jordan. Don't act like it was that long ago. You no, know, this was like sophomore year. I, oh. I wrote a column saying like, why don't, why doesn't every G league team or why doesn't every NBA team just have a G league team that like plays as like the warm up entertainment that was that was kind of a crazier idea but it was that should I, be the pre-game for that's everything what I'm saying. and i'm saying it would be two like, hours early watch the g league teams yes and it was all in the context of saying it was when billy preston got suspended from ku for being paid and i was saying that he could have just gone to the g league and gotten paid to play and then gone to the nba but instead he had to go play in lithuania or that might have been that was lamella ball either way well, Lamella played in New Zealand. No, that was... He, also played, he played in both. No, but I'm thinking of... Uh, oh, he's on the Thunder now. He's gonna, huh? RJ Hampton? RJ Hampton, that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, Lamella played in that same league too. Lamella played in... He played at Chino Hills, and then he went to Lithuania. Yep. And then he came back and played in the fucking... Uh, high, J, the, big ball, the big baller brand league that they made. Which was basically just the overtime elite, yep, 1.0. And then he went to play in New Zealand for his college year. Which God forbid he had been able he played he had played college ball at Kansas, right? That would have been horrible. That would have sucked. That would have been the worst thing of all time if the cherry picker, so that would have been bad. The guy who just got paid a two hundred million dollar NBA contract, he had gone to KU. The horror. Jordan. Big news. Okay. I thought I'd never see the day. Okay. Invincible season two, November 3rd. I thought you were going to say the Vince Papali story. No. Boo, tomato, tomato. I, I'm sorry. That is literally where my mind went to. I thought you were going to say that was released X numbers <laughs> of years ago, 10 days ago. No. Criti- uh, critically acclaimed show, Invincible on Amazon Prime. Season two, November 3rd. I've been very much so waiting for this. Very excited. Jordan, have you watched season one? No. You need to fix that. Probably. I don't it know. It's just... so damn good. I just got so burned out on superhero stuff, dude. This is better. I, uh, yeah, maybe. I need. A, I do need a show, so. I'm, I think I've set you up for it. Maybe. I want to give our congrats of the week to a champion. Of the track. Nikola Jokic is now a horse racing champion. And I think in this video I'm watching now, he is way more happy here than he was after an NBA title. You you can see real passion in his eyes. You can see like you real can see pride. like all the determination, the blood, sweat, and tears. Real pride. And blue 
that went into this title and he's he's crying yeah you i mean you can tell that he was thinking about this during the finals he's like man this is a perfect you know dress rehearsal for the for the slavic you know when when he hosted the nary uh ob above his head he was excited good research yeah (laughs) i thought thought that was gonna get a tomato (laughs) i mean i I assume that's what it's called then (laughs) i assume you googled it yeah 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 jordan you gotta defend your uh you gotta defend your guy here Uh uh-oh on new heights a (laughs) rival podcast yeah our our our, uh, (laughs) our, you know our 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 joker to our batman right travis kelsey revealed he made a friendship bracelet with his phone number on it to try to give it to Taylor Swift when she was at the Aeros tour, was at Arrowhead. But she did not, he did not get to hand it to her because she does not talk to anyone before or after the shows due to her having to perform 50 songs on stage <laughs> night in, shoot night out. Shoot. shoot or shoot, man. Uh, he didn't shoot, though. People, yeah, he tried. He got, well, he, the clock ran out before he could put a shot up. Like yeah, you know, if, if Travis Kelsey out. had 13 seconds more, Maybe he could have gotten it done. Yeah, but you know, know is, that's is, right. Is this, yeah, is this the greatest? Got me fired up. <laughs> is this the greatest defeat Travis Kelsey has seen at Arrowhead Stadium, or would yeah. it be the Patriots in twenty eighteen? That would have been a good tweet. First, first fell Travis Kelsey has taken at Arrowhead in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she missed out. Maybe, probably not. I, I I texted friend of the pod, uh, Emma, a big Taylor Swift supporter, that tweet. And I said, I cannot picture a goddamn thing these two would talk about. <laughs> but good lord, what the NFL wouldn't do with a fuck Travis Kelsey anthem. True. I think I we deserve say, it. I thought you were going to say that this would be like the fi- final push to get Taylor Swift to be like the face of the NFL. Because <laughs> they've been saying for years she's going to do the halftime, but she won't. I'm yeah. calling it. I'm calling my shot right now. Taylor Swift will do the Super Bowl halftime show this upcoming year. Aaron's tour will end at the Super Bowl. This is my this is I'm calling it right now. She'll be doing the international league of the Aeros tour tour during that time, Jordan. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yes, I'm positive. Are you positive? I'm positive. When is Super Bowl 2024? <laughs> uh she is performing in Tokyo on February 9th. So she would have two days to get to. Uh, Except she's Minnesota. also performing in, in Tokyo on February 10th. The Super, well, the Super Bowl is in Tokyo. <laughs> is it now? Is it now? Is it, It's yes. at the Tokyo Dome? Yeah, believe it or not. She's doing four nights in a row. How the fuck is she going to be able to talk? By not talking to guys like Travis Kelsey. Like what the? There's no way you can perform that many songs that many nights in a row and then still have a voice. I mean, she probably drinks like tea and shit. Especially after, because you just know her milk and honey budget is insane. Oh, dude, that's it's where half the money goes. Yeah. February, November 26th, and then February 7th through 10th. That's insanity. I mean, oh, she whoa. hasn't been over there in so long. But then she's doing. One, two, seven, she hasn't toured like anywhere since like 2019. No, but then she's doing three nights in Melbourne and then four nights in Sydney. Oh, what the fuck? I'm gonna head down to the air to the Eras tour, mate. Dog, she's never gonna be able to record another album again. <laughs> Her voice is gonna be fucking toasted. 
It's me. Hi. He's I'm going to get problem. burnt it's harder me. than a, than a I'm the problem. It's me. There's the connection. That's what they talk about. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> a little carried away. Kansas basketball, Jordan. Yeah, let's talk. We'll be taking on the likes of Eric Gordon, DeAndre Ayton, Clay Thompson, Kai Jones, and Buddy Heald as they have to play the Primera Hora. I don't know. National team. What the hell? This is bullshit. No, it's it's awesome. These are the types of teams that Kansas has, uh, has to play in March usually. Did you say? Did you say Remy Martin? Because he's also on that. Remy team. Martin will also be on this team. This is bullshit. This is awesome. It's going to be great. We're going to get killed. Yeah, but it's going to be Hunter Dickinson getting to body up DeAndre, and will be great. <laughs> I Glenn only Thompson's wish that they drop like seventy on Kevin McCuller. I I only wish that this was last year, so Clay Thompson and Grady Dick could have talked shop, gone shot for shot. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be televised though. What? So yeah. How could you not televise this? I mean, I guess that that's what it said currently. That there's no plans. I mean, they, 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 that could change. Yeah, that will change. If they don't televise it, they should tape it and then pay per view it. Sure. I thought you were going to talk about KU beating Mizzou in the TBT. No, but they got knocked out of the TBT. On a, so on another fair call at the end of the game between KU and Mizzou on a foul or no foul involving Thomas Robinson. Once again, the, the refs pr- proved that they know how to properly officiate a game. I would agree. I would agree. You know, you, there's sometimes you got to swallow the whistle. Sometimes you got to blow. You got to know when to push, when to pull. Clearly, the refs know how to do that. You don't hear me complaining. Jordan, speaking of T-Rob, we're getting the band back together. Okay. Colorado is back in the Big 12. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love it. We, this was rumored for a while, but it's official now. I love this. It's the big 17, 12, 15, 17, 13. I don't know. But again, once again, my official statement is call up UCF and be like, LOL, you fell yep. for it. LOL. Gotcha. Yeah, they didn't. That was weird, unless we because uh, there is one more. Oregon, open. We're going to have teams in the Big Twelve from Florida to Washington State. That's how it goes now. Rutgers, UCLA, baby. It sucks. It does. <laughs> it sucks. I, you would think because Oregon is one of the schools that's rumored to potentially be the because with Texas and Oklahoma leaving, the numbers are weird. But right now they have an Ooh. odd number. Who? Huh? Right. <laughs> right now they have an have an odd number, so they're going to be adding one more school. UConn's been floated out there. Oregon's been floated out there. Hear me Oregon out, Jordan. Hear me State, out. Arizona, Arizona State. Jordan, hear me out. I'm listening. I have not watched Secession. Okay. So let me lead that in with that. What if it was the only show about big business I could think about right now? What if the Big 12 just strolls on into the Pac-12 offices and just say, listen, this is not. This is a good investment for us. We just have to switch out the signs on the front door to just say "big" instead of "pack," and you become Big Twelve West. What do you say? Put her there. You know, you all home and home. We'll do some interleague play occasionally, every now and again. But I think I think you'd be fit well into the Big Twelve family, and we can kick out UCF as a prank together as a show of unity. Yeah, 
I mean, federal antitrust laws are stopping that. I, I don't guess. care. We don't care about monopolies here. We care about we care about the Big Twelve. I, I, yeah, I don't. I mean, we're approaching a world in which there's there's a Power Five right now. I think Power Three, if if that even. SEC is not going anywhere. Big Ten's not going anywhere. If the Big Twelve can be the third option, so be it. All I know is that if Nebraska tries and to we call, need- we change the number. Yeah, Amazon. Yeah. And AM probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. AM belongs in the SEC. I will say that. Um, but no, there's there's just no there's just no, I, I don't know. I've already been very upset the fact that this season that every basketball team in the Big 12 does not play home and home. I believe that's I the bread and butter of the of the Big 12, and that that should have been. Like a no compromise. Like if you're gonna have leagues, whatever, but everybody does home and home. It's just you can start to do with the numbers of it. That's what I'm saying. Someday Icarus flying a little too close to the sun, and this is what happens. The wax wings are starting to melt in the big twelve. Deodis was right. As long as they keep to where you play a home and home with rivals, because I think we don't go to Iowa State this year, which I don't I don't like that. I thought we did go to Hilton. Iowa I thought State we... doesn't come here, maybe. I maybe it was that. I don't know. West Virginia. There's so, it's something to where like we're not going somewhere and it's gonna be weird. I mean, it's I don't know. All I know is that if we don't go to Okie State, I'll be fine with that because we always play like dog shit at Okie State. Yeah. <laughs> Same with Texas Tech because they have that stupid Under Armour basketball. But Zag, it's gonna be worse now because like we're not gonna go to Okie State for like two years. And so when yeah. we go for the first time in two years, they're gonna be riled up and we're gonna lose. Yeah, and we're not we're not going to Texas this year, I don't think. I know Texas isn't coming to the field house. Yeah, I don't know. One of those two. It sucks. It sucks that I have to think about this now. Yeah. I want to hit I want to hit like February and be like, wait a minute, when did we go to Oklahoma? Oh my god, that was back in November. This is a different yeah, team. I guess normal normally we do always forget one, so yeah. It won't be like that much has changed. I don't know. God damn it, TCU. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've got two more here, Jordan. We're gonna one I think is gonna be longer than the other, so we're gonna do our uh, best wishes here first. Usually save okay. for the last. Our best wishes goes out to the James family as Bronnie James has been discharged from the hospital now after suffering a cardiac event at practice, USC practice? Or it's said in a workout, I don't know. Okay, someone affiliated with USC. Um, So, you know, LeBron put out a statement saying that everyone is healthy and everyone he appreciates, the family appreciates the sport and all that. I hate that this might be the quote unquote, lack of better term, best case scenario. I'm hoping it's a situation like with Keontae Johnson, where he just has to sit out a year, get everything right, and then come back. Obviously, everyone is very excited for him to join the college basketball landscape, but it should go without saying. But on X.com, the worst place on the planet, some people don't understand this. You mean the CEO? That too. Just, you know, take take your time. Just take your time. Get healthy. Get right. Do what's safe. I really hope that this doesn't mean the end of the Bronny James basketball career before it even gets started. But, you know, he has to do what's best for his health and longevity. And, you know, like I said, I hate that it's the best case scenario, uh, but I hope it is kind of like a Keontae Johnson situation where he just has to sit out a year and then he comes back and just absolutely hoops. 
Yeah, I mean, Keontae came back and made it to the NBA, so. Yeah, exactly. He can hopefully do the same. And, I mean, he's only a freshman at USC, so even if he has to take a year off, it's not like. Exactly, not the end of the world. Right. Um, Yeah. um, And then what is your last one here, Josh? I think I know what it is. You ever woken up in the middle of the night, Jordan, and wondered what that strange glow from the window is? Provides a strange warmth and comfort. And the next thing you know, you're flying off in a UFO. You're illuminated by a light, a light blue glow, and you start to feel weightless as you're lifted off the ground. Jordan, aliens might be real, and aliens the U.S. Are government, real. And the US no government might. might be holding one hostage. <laughs> There's no might about it. They are real. It's been confirmed. I've been on this. But why beat are they only bit. coming to America? <laughs> I, I've been on this beat for a little while now. Yeah. I well, I mean, this is the same guy. If you remember, this like a couple months ago, a few months ago, this story like came out, and everybody was like, "Huh," and then we all sort of moved on. Yeah. This is the same thing now. It's they've officially now been testified in front of Congress. Kind of. And there, it was a hearing. I don't know. They provided was, zero evidence, but they were just what, like, dude. They provided zero evidence on camera to the people watching on MSNBC. Because, so if you don't know, the guy, David Grush, I suggest you probably Google it and read it because you can probably read a better account of it than what we. How dare you? Uh, pretty much, he is a former high ranking military or government security official or whatever. And the other two people that were testifying, there was a former Navy pilot. Do you, because another thing is, do you remember, it's been probably three or so years, I think it was right around the start of COVID. I think everybody was like, oh, this is the distraction. Yeah, uh, there was the footage, the like, first confirmed footage, they were like, this is a spaceship that we don't know what this is. It was traveling at speeds that humans can't travel at. Uh, the pilot from, I don't know if he was the guy who was filming that or what, but he was another guy on trial or not try at the hearing, and then a third guy who works in some capacity. Uh, basically, the report is that there's a government program or programs within the military or Department of Defense or whatever that are spaceship retrieval programs. I think they call it aircraft retrieval programs, what they say. They have retrieved spacecrafts and biologics is the word which is spooky <laughs> it's spooky <laughs> that he didn't say bodies or body parts it's spooky that he said biologics uh i guess that could mean like you know like a smeared body on the wall that exploded i do want to note that yeah, non-human yeah. pilot can mean something like with you know sputnik which had the dog no. in it. no i do want to mention that no and that's that's semantics semantics because the the types of aircrafts that have been reported in these reports are traveling at speeds planes can't they'll be apparently hovering at zero miles an hour motionless and then moving at fifty thousand miles an hour this way stopping turning on a dime cutting moving at speeds that would kill humans the g-forces and to what that's something that's technology that is not humanly possible yes but like wouldn't it have to follow the laws no. of physics on our planet? No, not if it's an advanced spaceship from thousands of years of technology, technological advancement in the future. But again, I ask, 
why are they only in America? I mean, besides it being the only place to visit, I mean, right? why are they only in America? <laughs> because we live in America and we only pay attention to when it pops up on the news yeah, in America. But like news, of, you think you think an American outlet wouldn't pick up? Oh, yeah, by the way, in Argentina today. <laughs> and they have Aliens thousands of times. How many times have you logged on Twitter and saw a video from Daily Loud or some shit? Okay, that's but like yeah, yeah, mysterious many, figure spotted in the times, Brazilian how wilderness. That, how many times underneath that Daily Loud tweet do you see, holy shit, they're lying again? That, yeah, that's the thing is that if when the government said there are no aliens, it's that they're lying. But now that the government says that there are aliens, it's that they're lying and there are no aliens. It's true. I don't know why that's the lot. I think people at some point just don't want to believe in anything the government says or they Look, don't want to believe. You know what, Josh? If you don't want to believe in aliens, that's fine. No, 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 no. There's absolutely other intelligent life out there. But like, what? they're just, cru- they're just cruising. It crashed. <laughs> it's, it's government retrieval. It's retrieval programs of crashing. And nobody, came, nobody else came to get them? <laughs> when they crashed and like. Yeah, we got Roger the alien from American Dad just hanging out is what they're trying to get me to believe. When a, it's, when a plane even crashes in like the Alaskan wilderness or something, you're no citizens from all over are not running over to investigate. It's, probably, it's popping up on some military uh, radar. A friend of the showing, pod, Dakota Weiss Park Ranger out in Alaska, is true. Yeah, maybe he could maybe he could shed some light. Now, on what this. are you maybe talking about? Flight that flight that went missing two years ago. A lot of people, everyone went looking for it. Jordan. Okay, shut up. No, that's a, you. Okay, that was the most no. You cannot be like, well, actually, the Malaysian Airlines thing happened, so you're wrong. <laughs> because planes don't go disappearing every day. I didn't say disappear. I said well, that's what they want you to think. I said crash. Frontier Airlines doesn't exist. Basically, this report is that the government knows that the government has evidence of aliens existing and they are not releasing it. And part of it is the reason why the pilot is there is because he was saying, like, by not informing the public and releasing these things, the endangering the lives of pilots who potentially, because I guess there's like in his story, like something to where another pilot on the mission, like got within like a hundred feet and like they're, they're scared of like crashing and stuff. It's like, that's the, like the military, like, you know, explanation of why it got like brought to the, and the really more than anything in like 2018 or 2019 or something, they passed a new law. Shout out to Trump. Shout out to 45. Uh, Not the official stance of the podcast. <laughs> I know. He uh, made, again, it probably wasn't even him, but they made whistleblower laws to where if you report as a whistleblower to Congress or whatever from any department of the military or something, you like immediately get special, like you, you basically cannot be fired and like you can't just be like, I mean, you could definitely get Epstein, which um, if this guy yeah. gets Epstein, if this guy gets Epstein in the next couple of weeks, that will tell you everything you need to know. But I, I was looking at it. It was called the uh, the too short clause. You know, if you blow the whistle, yeah, then yeah, you'll be fine. Uh, I think more. I think people are just wanting the, the people are saying like Pixar didn't happen or whatever. Like people want the flashy trial with the photos and the, it's it this isn't independence day like we're not there's not just going to be a news bulletin this just in the aliens have taken over washington dc but like what no if, it's going to be a it's going to be boring but like and what if gonna tomorrow be boring trials and then Jordan, stuff will eventually maybe come out Jordan, but what if tomorrow joe biden just whips out a ray gun <laughs> from like modern warfare 2 <laughs> 
Maybe. He's like, I thought this was a pen on my desk. Oh, shit. Well, I mean, that, that is also like the whole point of apparently why they do it is because they're trying to reverse engineer the alien technology. It's like the, that's why it's that's why it's top secret and classified and stuff. Yeah. Because if you're the U.S. and you're building fighter jets and then there are these like fucking alien spaceships that can move 10 times faster than you in every direction, you're going to be like, well, we got to be we got to start doing that because <laughs> you, you said like, don't wouldn't they have to follow the laws of physics and stuff. That's the laws of physics as we understand them. If no, you if, if 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 this Sorry, was thousand years, the law, if this was five hundred six hundred years ago, and you saw any sort of airplane, you'd be like, "Well, that they're not following the laws of physics. That can't be real." No, because birds fly. Uh, anyway, aliens are real. Yeah, that's true. And hey, uh, let me be the first to say, just end it, please. <laughs> Not, we're a play. we're a pro alien podcast. Blow it up, just blow it up. We're we're, we're pro there's alien. No, they don't. There's no intelligent life here. Just blow it up. Yeah, I mean that's probably also why aliens taking over the world might be the only way my student debt gets canceled. So you know what? I'm willing you to. Ask, take the you asked why they've only come to America? It's because we're the best, like the fucking best place to go to see the show. They come and they're like, God, look at these fucking idiots. Oh, I thought you meant like baseball. No, America is like I think Earth is like a almost like an amusement park where aliens come to be like, look at these idiots. And then America is like the magic kingdom. Um, I got a handful of topics here that you didn't cover it, but we can just breeze through Josh before the end of our show. Um, NFL running backs are completely powerless. Saquon Barkley got on the zoom call with all the running backs and told them that he stands with his comrades. Uh, but and then he went turned around and signed a horrible con- he crossed the picket line pretty much Saquon Barkley is a scab I'll agree exactly. but I can't blame him I guess because you don't want to play on the franchise tag but I don't know what were your thoughts on that it's just hey it's not a running backs league anymore and like that's yeah. just it you don't there's no need for a high dollar power back anymore like the league has moved to like these scat backs that can be a part of the receiving game and play anywhere on the field and then yeah sure maybe you have like a a special short a short yardage specialist a la cj anderson kind of guy where you just yeah where like it's just like hey your job is to get one yard go Like, like every time they're on the field you know why they're on the field and you know they're getting the ball that's that, that's pretty much the state of running backs today. Every everybody's going to be able to draft a Pacheco in the fourth round that can you know get to the outside and be fast or catch a, and or catch a ball twenty yards down the field. Yeah, that's it. That's that's the state of running backs these days. Yeah, I mean, but if anybody's going to get paid, they should be one of the ones that gets paid. But he's not going to get paid because none of them are going to get paid. That's why Dalvin Cook hasn't even been picked up by a team yet. Ten years ago, teams would be creaming of getting Dalvin Cook. He's going to the Jets. Yeah, but he hasn't officially yet. No. Aaron Rodgers had to take a $33 million pay cut. Yeah, shout out to Aaron Rodgers. This guy, this week's good guy of the week. No pushback? Uh, I, I, th- I thought $33 million was just how much money he saved off. State Farm brought to you with the discount <laughs> double check. Uh, so he's like, you know what, guys? I don't need this. I'm covered. 33, $33 million is actually how much he has to pay in fucking liberal state taxes in New York. Now. Oh, a um, couple other things here. Lionel Messi made his debut in the MLS and scored the game with goal. Is the MLS back? 
no, because if you see the crowds after he gets subbed out when they leave, that's yeah, that's kind of the state of the MLS right now. Unfortunately, speaking of, speaking of another upstart soccer league, the Saudis have offered Kylian Mbappe, one of the best players in the world, a one-year, one billion dollar offer that includes three hundred some million going to PSG, seven hundred some million going to Mbappe. And then opens the door for him to sign with Real Madrid next year, which is yeah, worth Yeah, you take that. If Live Golf proved anything, yeah, you take that. I think I'd agree. The check clears. It's one year. You do that. No, the Saudi clears, not the check clears. Oh, fuck off. Um, Timothy Chalamet and Adam Sandler were seen hooping in New York together. I want that to be a movie instead of Wonka. Timothy Chalamet has a pretty clean, pretty clean game to him. And we all know that Adam Sandler has a very clean game. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. There's nothing clean about it. He gets down and dirty. He's boxing <laughs> out. He's grabbing boards. Did you see he had on his basketball? They the people were photographing it on his on the basketball they were playing with was written in Sharpie A S. I love that. I love that for him. He's probably had that ball for thirty years. Oh yeah. Uh, Jimmy Graham has signed with the Saints for a one year deal. This is the two thousand seven special. Yes. Uh, I couldn't believe in my eyes when I saw that. Not one day, I, I, one year. I thought it was a one day, yeah. Yeah, and he because he didn't play at all last year. No. So we'll see. Some would say he didn't play at all the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, I got my first immaculate grid over the break. And so, I got my best immaculate grid, probably the yeah. lowest rarity score I'll ever get in my life. Yeah. I um, Let me look at mine because there was one or two names on there that I was especially proud of. I've gotten to the point now where I got it once. Where now if I I'm going through and if I my first time I miss one, I just instantly start, I don't even care. I just start guessing every name that comes. Oh to boo, 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 boo. I, I mean, I try I try to get immaculate every day. If I if I'm like seven for seven, I'm I'm sitting there until I think of somebody. Like I'm I'm busting my ass. But if I miss like the second guess, I don't care if I get four. But my immaculate group no was heart, Mel- no heart. My my Melky Cabrera was seven percent. Matt Harvey was 8%. I guess I was thinking more of one of these grids the other day I had my best guess of all time, and I was very pleased with it. On the one from yesterday, I had my second 0.6% on that. I think that's the best I've ever done rarity-wise. But getting a 1%, a 2%, and a 3% also on there, I, that felt really good. <laughs> that's damn good. That's the lowest is 9, the lowest you can get. I think technically oh, 100. No, I'm, 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 I was thinking of what it's multiplied or added. Yeah, because the worst score you can get is a 900. That's what I got on the hockey. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Um, yeah, probably. Uh, the best guess I ever had the other day was Elliot Johnson, a former Royal middle infielder who's not good, and he played for both Tampa Bay and Atlanta. <laughs> 0.07%. The best guess I ever probably will ever have. We, the hockey one came out. We made the joke of, oh, yeah, we should all try to see who can get not a zero out of 10 first. And you guys both got it on the first day. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Jordan. I'm, I came clean to friend of the pod, Zach, earlier because he was like, how did you know who Doug Gilmore was? I've never heard that name in my goddamn life. I typed in DO and just no. started clicking down the list. And one of them had to be right. I think that's but I invalid. did, but I did get one today with Eric Stahl and the Carolina Hurricanes. Okay, so 
Count, count that how you will. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's that's that. Uh, got the worst thing of the week and our challenge here, Josh. Oh, can the I go through my best thing I saw this week before you get your worst? So we can. Yeah. Might, uh, yeah. Might as well. Best thing I saw this week: the fine, fine folks of Central Illinois coming out last weekend and playing in the Team Tessa three v three inaugural uh, soccer tournament. Great support all weekend from from everyone around the community. I believe we had 60-some teams benefiting the Tessa Sutton Foundation. Uh, and we ended up, we don't have a final tally, final tally yet, but we ended up raising over $25,000 to wow. help out Central Illinois families uh, battling cancer or other life-threatening illnesses. Wow. So best thing I saw this week, community support. That's a lot. Tip of the cap of the week, which we used to give out every week. Uh, uh, the hats off the here's to you this buds for you uh, all right for, for he's a jolly good fellow right shout out to central illinois it's the first time anyone's ever given them a shout out anyway that's the first time anyone from outside of central illinois has ever given them hey maybe out. jim told me i don't know <laughs> eh, yeah maybe um for the worst thing i saw this week though josh uh i have three things listed here pick a number one through three uh two Okay, number two uh, is, and you know what? We won't even talk about one and three. The, that's a real universe splitting off moment there, <laughs> canon event. We have to talk about this one. So Oppenheimer, which I was going to see earlier this week, didn't because we, we were all week we've been looking at going on Tuesday, like, yeah, back from work, whatever. No tickets were purchased. Theater and Lawrence were like, whatever, whatever seats, cheap concessions. That morning, I look at the seats. The only seats available are like second row, far right. <laughs> On a Tuesday? Tuesday at 7 p.m. And students aren't even back yet. What the hell? And so, yeah, we're like, well, we're not seeing it. We're not sitting in the front row. <laughs> no. So the heat will kill you. We're, we're seeing it tomorrow, a.k.a. today when this comes out, a.k.a. potentially yesterday. Uh, but, and this has been talked about a lot, and the, the discourse is, I don't, we don't need to restart the whole discourse here. You know how crazy our fans can get. Guys. Come on, we don't need to be going into the Twitter replies here. Look, you know? look trail, I know, Skittles don't belong in trail mix. We'll get it. We moved on. Down dog, down dog. Um, but this tweet that was going, there was a few tweets like this that were going crazy. This says, just saw Oppenheimer, an in-depth character exploration of the people who built the atomic bomb, weapon of mass destruction that killed a quarter million Japanese civilians. The film was three hour long and features zero Japanese people. The problem, and then there's well, the problem with this tweet is that it says it's an in-depth character exploration of the people who built the atomic bomb. It's about Oppenheimer. The movie's called Oppenheimer. It's not yeah. called the Manhattan Project. No. And similarly, people were on Twitter were like, "Oh, like you know, they didn't mention the fact that they displaced a bunch of people that lived in New Mexico, and then all these people that worked there got cancer and stuff. Like thousands of people died. They dropped that bomb." And killed a lot of people. the The movie skips. The movie doesn't have to specifically list out every bad part of it. You should know that this is the one of the worst things that people have ever done as humans, as a collective society. I think we don't have to be like we don't have to sit there and be like, "What? Well, what the hell? They didn't explain why he's bad." You should know that he's bad. Yeah, you should watch. You should be able to watch the movie and. It, and just and this is 
the worst thing I saw this week, uh, it leads down to, there's a funny tweet at the bottom of it all. Uh, basically, somebody said what I said, uh, because it's not a World War II movie or war movie, it's a movie about Oppenheimer. And someone says, yeah, I think they missed the point of the movie and movies in general. Uh, <laughs> not every movie has to be about good people explaining why everything is good and doing good things. Yeah. Someone said, someone, what was the point of the movie? Someone, dot, 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 dot. Oppenheimer? <laughs> and someone in the next suite says, the movie was focused on Oppenheimer. What was the point of telling his story? And then this guy said, what's the point of anything? Maybe we should all just put a paper bag over our heads and lie down. <laughs> that was funny. And I agree, easy. man. I think it's right. It, I'm going to try to mix it up moving forward because the worst thing I saw this week has just become the angriest tweet I saw of the week. Yeah. Uh, the, the tweet that made me the most angry. But that guy had the perfect reply of like, why are we what what are we doing why are we arguing about the oppenheimer movie not being not explaining why it's bad enough <laughs> we've all we've all lost the plot all of that to say i'm excited to see oppenheimer tomorrow <laughs> i'm i'm excited to see it and barbie still as well uh so Drum, before we get into the challenge of the week can i do a quick little shout out sure uh, shout out to Carly Rae Jepsen dropping the album of the year, uh, one of the albums of the year this year with the B-sides to the hit album, The Loneliest Time. Uh, be sure to go out and stream The Loveliest Time out now. Sure, sure. And support your local her. Canadians. Salute. Well, how about all that? <laughs> uh, salute. Also shout out to Claude, who dropped their sophomore album, Supermodels. Check it out. Super Monster has easily become one of my favorite albums of all time. Super Monster definitely the is a I don't want to say you know it's as good or whatever but it's definitely a strong follow up hit my expectations um, standout tracks are a good thing which as you may have saw all red stars in the music video um, I saw Claude in Lawrence in February March February and like between one of the songs they were like oh my god Lawrence like Paul Rudd is from here. And so it's funny now that they put out a song about Paul Rudd. Um, mm. Great album. Check it out. And then Travis Scott put out Utopia, which is pretty good. And Jordan, I mean, I do have to nickname the Jet Jayhawk because it's out of Kansas. I, I That says it all right there. Do you think that he made that line because he like has a private jet that was built in Kansas and it's coincidence? Or do you think he somehow has seen the late 90s KU football pregame hype video of the Jet? I think it's that and Travis Goff, if you're listening, I know you are. Bring back the Jet for this seat for this season. They've um, KU, KU has posted the Jet video like on their account. So they're aware of the Jet. They're love, aware of the, that everybody wants it back. I love that I'm on I'm on genius.com right now. Um and for the for the line nicknamed the Jet Jayhawk because it's out of Kansas. What do you think the annotation for it is? Genius annotations are either six paragraphs explaining why Kendrick Lamar used a single contraction, or it's like three words written by a seventh grader. Yeah. So I'm going to say it was the second one. Uh, they're saying here, uh, Travis is referencing a Learjet whose corporate headquarters is in Wichita. No. No. <laughs> Again, why would you care about their corporate headquarters? <laughs> the most likely scenario is that he has, like, he bought like a private jet and like it's it was built in Kansas or something because they built a lot. Of, they build a lot of airplanes in Kansas. Yeah, it's the flyover state. 
So that's, I guess, the most realistic scenario. But in the back of my mind, Travis is just a big K-ball fan. He believes Travis Scott is the biggest Jalen Daniels fan alive. No, that's not true because I'm still here. That's that's fair. Um, are we ready for this week's challenge? I am. I am. So sticking on theme with uh, the big news of this week, UFOs and aliens, we've got a another uh, multi multiple choice it's here for you. I've got three questions. Give me some give me some alien music right there though. Alien music? Yeah, give me some alien music. Like some alien sounds. Like some theremin. Give me some theremin notes right there. I don't know. I don't know what the theremin is, but... Oh, it's like that thing where like there's the stick oh, up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it goes There will be some sort of music going right now. Oh hell yeah. But, hell yeah. Um War of the Worlds Tom Cruise style. Let's go. So we got three questions here. Um, you're gonna have to tell me which of these cities is closest to Area 51. Okay. Question one: Which of these cities is closest to Area 51? Portland, Oregon, Cheyenne, Wyoming, or El Paso, Texas? Gotta be Cheyenne. It is correct. Cheyenne is uh, 630 miles away. Portland 650. El Paso is 664. Question number two. San Francisco, Phoenix, or San Diego? Give me Phoenix. Oh, San Diego. San Diego is six miles closer than Phoenix. Oh, semantics. I picked all of these because I picked ones that were all very close. Um, (laughs) Portland? Close close to each other, I mean. I was going to say, Portland isn't close. They're all close within a range of every question. Portland and El Paso? El Paso is 664 miles away. Portland 650. Huh. I'm saying their distance from Area 51 uh, are also. I tried to pick cities that were all close. Like I didn't want to say New York and Denver. Yeah. <laughs> um, as you'd be able to tell, I did not stick with cities that are close here because for the third question, the tiebreaker, winner takes all, which of these is closest to Area 51? Is it Rome, Italy? Yeah. Buenos Aires, Argentina. Yep. Or Beijing, China. I'm going Beijing. Final answer. It's Rome. Rome, Illinois? Yeah. Let's go. It's Rome. Oh, no. is closest. Rome is 6,048 miles. Beijing is 6,142. And Buenos Aires is 6,200. And of course, that is. I'm gonna, as I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out flies. And measure, I'm gonna go out and measure myself. That doesn't sound right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess realistically, there's no way of really knowing. Yeah, I'm gonna get. Like I'm, gonna get I'm gonna get two rulers and start placing them end over end on each other. See, you guessed Phoenix, and it was six miles further away. Technically, it, it probably depends on like traffic. <laughs> like, yeah. I wasn't doing traffic. I was doing distance in the air. But either way, <laughs> like. You never know. Maybe like if you go to a to one side of Area 51 to the other side. You know, is this, does, does this include going down 35 stories of underground bunkers? Does that count? People have to ask. That's what people have to ask. I mean, they're keeping the alien uh, biometrics or whatever they said, uh, biologic. They're keeping those seven miles underground. So I get aliens, Saquon Barkley, and Tony Terrell Owens, Josh. You froze. You said the aliens going seven miles underground. 
Oh, whoops. And then I then it came back with you saying Saquon Barkley. <laughs> All right, let's try that again. Um, any other final thoughts here, Josh, on I, aliens, Killian Mbappe, or Saquon Barkley? I got, I got, I got one. Uh, you know, I said War of the Worlds just now. Yeah. I don't think we make fun of old people enough for thinking that a, someone reading a book over the radio was actually aliens invading the planet. Yeah. I don't. Th- and th- these people are running the government. <laughs> yeah. Still. That's what I'm saying. I Isn't I think we do not make fun of. Uh, of people i I know it was more silent generation than boomers but like what the hell guys yeah i mean they went outside turned on the radio driving to the fucking i don't know racism store and they heard oh my god you know I, I, would you look at that now i'm reporting live from the field here at the world's fairs the aliens are coming down and oh look at the humanity oh the horror and like then their first initial response was like there's that photo of the dude with like a double barrel shotgun yeah. Like, what the fuck are you gonna do? God, they would. They could not have survived podcasts back then. They couldn't. No, they couldn't. They couldn't drive on a four lane highway. They, they're no, no, no shot. Imagine giving them a bang energy and strapping on a pair of headphones of them. And pardon my take. Imagine what they would think. I, if I threw a true crime podcast on yeah. and gave and just gave them like a Red Bull, even right, their brains exploding. Yes. Giving them a Doritos Locos taco and an episode. You know what I saw at the store today and I should have bought to try on, on the podcast? What? Doritos dips. Like cool tobacco? Ranch. No, I wish. Cool ranch dips. I'm like, in. It, it was it was like cool ranch jalapeno like chip dip. Oh, I think I've seen that. I was like, what in the fuck? We're flying once again, dare I say Icarus, we're flying too close to the sun. Now that would be interesting. Imagine a little nacho cheese chip into the Cool Ranch dip. Whoa, 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 Jordan, Jordan, Jordan! Now you're t- now I know we're dealing with alien technology here. Here, here oh, let me leave you with this, folks. This is my sharks. Here's my pitch. Mark, Mark Cuban, come back in. Come back in. We're talking yes, about yes, you. Yes, yes. It's 2023. The Republican primaries for the like third time, I think tonight we've mentioned them are coming up. The elections coming up. We're about to be in election season. It's going to be crazy more divided country than ever what could possibly bring us together except the best collab not even a collab really red you have two sides in this country divided red and blue democrats and republicans those are i said those backwards the only way to bring them together is to combine the cool ranch and the nacho cheese doritos into one blue and red america bag you go. You walk down the grocery store, and there's a bag of Doritos, half Cool Ranch, half Nacho Cheese. They're just all in one bag together, and it's like the America whatever bag. Uh, yes, we'll go for questions now, uh, um, uh, Kevin O'Leary. Yeah, what does that have to do? Uh, how does that change the impact of the sweet chili lime lime sweet chili uh, purple Doritos bag? Yes. Yes. Um, you know, uh, you know, I got to be honest. I wasn't expecting this question. I'm pretty blindsided. Hey. I thought this was going to be a pretty easy interview. I thought this was supposed to be a puff piece. Well, the American people want answers. They don't well, want. We're going to mix it with the spicy nacho. We'll mix it with the spicy nacho. We're good. We're good. So you're saying that they are replaceable? Well, the spi- no. Realistically, the spicy sweet chili stands for the true backbone of our country, which is the independent voter. They're purple. They're neither red nor blue. 
Some would say independent voters are the dumbest voters in America. I would think, yeah, I would agree with that statement. <laughs> uh, but hey, unfortunately, they still might be the backbone. Yeah. They might be the dumbest, but... People who, the kind of people who are turned away by someone going, <laughs> but not racism. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Am I right? Boys, I know, I mean... <laughs> That's right. showbiz, baby. Yeah. Uh, I guess that will do it for the 81st episode of the Long Relief Podcast. This was a long one, but you folks deserve And I feel relieved. And I... Good night, folks. Hey, make sure to tip your waitress. You know, follow us on, follow us on x.com at Long Relief Cat. The Long Relief Cast? I don't know. I probably should have yeah. learned about that. It's been 81 episodes. At Long Relief Cast, follow us on X. <laughs> X stands for extreme. <laughs> yeah, extreme cast. Um, we love all of you. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Give a give a stranger a, a, a compliment. Yeah, why not? McDonald's and you're standing there for your food. Tell somebody you like their shoes. I don't know. Brighten somebody's day. Pay pay for the person behind you. Even if they get 55 burgers, 55 tacos, 55 pancakes. <laughs> There's no way that order was only 680 bucks, by the way. <laughs> um, Not in Biden's America. Thank you. We love you. We will see you 